Welcome to the Greater Life Global. Glad you could join us for our midweek Bible study class with Favor Ebenum. God bless you as you listen. Okay, so I want to welcome everybody to this wonderful meeting. You know, what a what a wonderful time. There's nothing like being under the ministry of the word of God. There's nothing like fellowshipping with the word of God. There's nothing like hearing the word of God. Because the word of God is all powerful. Amen. All powerful. All powerful. You cannot overemphasize the greatness of God's word. So you cannot you cannot overemphasize it. It's so powerful. And today I want to I want to share some thoughts with us, and I want to open our eyes and our our spirit eyes. You see, to see some to 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 see some certain things in the Word of God. And I pray, I pray that your mind, your heart will grasp whatsoever we share today, tonight, and they will live in you forever and produce mighty result in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So I, I believe we are with all our, we are with our Bibles. Everybody, you're with your Bible. You know tonight's meeting you must be with your bible you have to be with your bible yeah and your your writing material you have to be with it because we're going to be learning and you know we're going to be studying reading you know and sharing together amen now um so as a Christian, the words, as a Christian, your words, your words expresses your faith. You see, your words are so powerful that. Without those words, there are some things that will never ever happen in your life. There are some things that will never ever, good things that, you know, is supposed to be seen in your life, that you like to see. And without your words, without you speaking words, you see, without you, Expressing your faith with those words, those things may not, never, ever show up in your life. Amen. And then as a Christian, when you have faith, you see, because every Christian has faith. You see, the, the Bible says he has given to every one of us the measure of faith. See, everyone has faith. So you need to understand that there's there's no one that 
was not given faith when it came to Christ. There was no one that was not given faith. So you grow from there. You grow your faith. You have the responsibility to grow your faith through hearing and hearing of God's word. Bible says faith comments by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith cannot be too much. You see, there's no limits. Because it says it comments, so it always comes. Faith comment. Anytime you hear the word of God, faith comments. Your faith is always increasing. It's always increasing. And there's and the Bible tells us that there's what they call great faith. Great faith. Your faith can be so great, like really, really great. And today I want to share this wonderful scripture. The, the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, is about Jesus. You know, when you're talking about faith, you cannot talk about faith without talking about Jesus. I'm going to read... I'm sure we are with our Bible again, you know. All right. So I'm going to reset. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. Now, I want you to understand. Said so Jesus entered into Capernaum. There's a place called Capernaum. A centurion, that, that's a soldier, an officer, okay? A high-ranking officer. The book of Matthew chapter 8, verse 2, from verse 5, I'm reading from verse 5, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, and I don't want you to miss me, I want you to follow up with what I'm saying, so that you can really understand. So when Jesus entered into this place, this officer, was a Roman officer, okay, came begging him and he says lord my servants light at home sick of palsy that he was paralyzed he said he said my servants is lying at home paralyzed you see this man is suffering ter- terribly terribly suffering is suffering so he came begging jesus pleading and said my servant is, is suffering at home. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Verse 8. The officer answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Verse 9. He says, For I am a man under authority having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go and he goeth, 
and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he doeth it oh blessed be god i want you guys to understand verse 10 when jesus heard it he marveled and said to them that followed verily i say unto you i have not found so great faith no not in israel amen praise god now the scripture we just read to powerful is a story about jesus who came to a city and his officer roman officer a high-ranking officer came and said jesus should heal his servants the servant is paralyzed okay and then jesus said I'll come to your house. That means Jesus said, I will come to where he is. I'll come to your house. And the, and, the, and the servant and the officer said, I'm not worthy. You see, you you that you should come to my roof. You should come on under my roof. Say, but I want you to speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only. You don't have to, you don't have to come to my house. You see, you don't have to come to my house to lay your hands. You just, all, all I just need from you is to speak the word. And my servants shall be healed. Verse 9 says, I am a man under authority. See, he was an officer. And he had people who were under him. He had soldiers who walked under him. He said, and he understands authority. He says, if I, if I tell my soldiers to go somewhere they go, if I say, come, they come. See, they obey my authority. And I know that you're a man of authority. So this man recognized the authority of Jesus and said, that same authority that you have, you can speak words and my servant will be healed. Wow. Jesus said, I've never seen such a great faith. I don't think you guys get this thing I'm talking about. <laughs> You know, I've never seen such a great faith. You don't have to come to my house. All you just need to do, all you just need to do is to speak the word and my servants to be healed. What a faith. Wow. You know, there are people who, I remember a story of Pastor Chris wanting to heal one man. And then the man had, I think the problem was in his right stomach, you see. And then Pastor Chris placed his hands on the left stomach and the man took Pastor Chris's hand and put it on the right, say it's not there. This is the place. <laughs> Can you imagine? Meanwhile, this man, he says, Don't you don't have to come to my house, you just have to speak the word. You just have to speak the word, and my servant will be healed. What a face. 
You know, when I read the scripture, I meditated. I, I just meditated on it. Because, you know, sometimes when you study the scripture, look, when you study the scripture, you you don't just study the scripture now and, and look at it and look at it and say, oh, wow, this is wonderful. This is beautiful. And then that's it. No. You, you, you study the scripture. You meditate on the scripture. You, you think thoroughly on this throughout the day. You see, you think thoroughly on it throughout the day. That scripture comes alive in you when you meditate on it. The scripture becomes one with you. That's why I say when the scripture says, when the Bible says the, the word of God is medicine to your flesh, what do you think it means? In the book of Proverbs. Remember, the word of God, remember your spirits and your flesh is different, okay? He didn't say the word of God is medicine to your to your to your spirits. He says it's medicine to your flesh. I'll tell you why I say that. Because it is through meditation. You see, the word of God is not for your flesh. You understand? You cannot understand the word of God with your flesh. If, if a fleshly man cannot understand the things of the spirit, the word of God is the things of the spirits. So you can understand it with, with your flesh. But the Bible says the word of God is medicine to your flesh. What does this mean? It's talking about meditation. You see, when you meditate on the word of God, it comes out from your spirit and it's, it appears in your flesh. It means it's, it's um, like something that dominates in a place when it's full in a place. You see, it pours out and it comes to your flesh and it impacts your flesh. That is what he's talking about. That is why he says the word of God is it's medicine. The word is mape, medicine to your flesh. That's in the book of Proverbs. Can we look at it? Proverbs 4, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. I'm going to read now. He says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your hearts. See, he says, The word of God, keep it in the midst of your hearts. Let the word of God not depart from your eyes. First of all, let it not depart from your eyes. Let it not go away from your eyes. Let it not go away from your eyes. It's trying to tell you that you should always study. You see, always study the word. So let it go away from eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. So he's telling you now, it's not, it's not enough. It's not enough to study it. See, let it enter into your spirits. That's what he's saying. Let it enter into your spirit. The heart there means spirits. Now, verse 22, it says, For they are life unto those that find them and health." To their flesh. Another translation says they are medicine. Medicine to a man's body. Health to your flesh. So if he says, if he says, let if he says, let this word of God not depart from your eyes, 
keep it in the midst of your heart. That means let it be, let it be in your spirit, okay? Keep it in, in your spirit. And, and it said for their life to those that find them and, and helps to their flesh. That means when you study the word, you see, you study the word, you look at it. You study the word. You see, then it goes into your spirit. You see, your spirit. For meditation, you see, when you start meditating on the word of God, it's it it settles, it settles in. It. So, it settles in your spirit, and keep meditating. You meditate. You keep meditating. Teaching you still press on meditating, meditating. It comes, it is not that like it comes, it pours, it pours out from your flesh, from your from your spirit. You see, it pours out from your spirit, and then it comes into your flesh. And the Bible says it becomes health. It becomes health to your flesh. This is why a Christian is not supposed to be sick. Because if a Christian studies, if a Christian takes hold of the word of God like this all the time, where we sickness see space, where we sickness see um, the chance to enter that body, it's not possible. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Oh, blessed be God. Now let's go back to the scripture I read in Matthew 8, um, verse 5. You know, about the, the words Jesus, you know, spoke. I said, and when Jesus, I said, okay, yes, the man said, the man said, I am this the man said, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only. Makarabashiki. Speak the word only. Many of you, you're not speaking the word. You're not speaking the word. You see, you're, you're not speaking the word of God. You're not speaking the word. You're not speaking the word. You're not speaking the word. Just speak the word only. The word only. The word. And my servants shall be healed. And, and if you notice, Jesus did not pray for him. Look, let's read, let's read verse, um, verse 8, verse 10, sorry, verse 10. It says, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. I have not found so great faith. And then, no, 13 let's 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 go to verse 13 and jesus said unto the 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 officer go thy way and as thou hast believed so be it done unto thee and his servant was healed and his servant was healed in this in the same same hour so jesus did not pray look at it faith was oh dear god the faith was see let me tell you something there's a level of faith you have. You don't need to pray for things to work to happen. You don't need to pray for things to happen. You see, 
you need to pray for things to happen. I told you, the, the miracle that you need is not in prayer. The miracle that you need is in you. Is in you. Is in you. Jesus didn't pray. He says, He says, Go your way. And as you have believed, so be it done unto thee. And in that self-same hour, the man was healed. Glory to God. The man was healed. In that self-same hour, the man was healed. Wow. This is so powerful. So powerful. So powerful. The man was healed. The man was healed. Some of you have spoken some words. You've spoken words over some things and, and it's like nothing happened. It's like, it's like nothing happened. Because you doubted, you know. You know, it, it has to be practiced. You need to practice it. You need to you need to practice it. You need to practice it. You need to practice it. Thank you, Father. You need to practice it. Now, you know, talking about talking about um, meditation on the Word of God. There's something I want to share. You know, in the, in, the, in Christianity, in Christianity, when a man comes to Christ, first of all, he gets he can get sick because he doesn't know. You see, he doesn't know his ignorance. At that time, because when you come to Christ, it doesn't mean everything will start going well for you. It's like coming to a, a new place. So you need to learn about that new place. You need to study about this place. You need to know what's up here, what's happening here. Okay, what what are their laws? What are their principles? I cannot live in this place the way I was living in a former place. Okay, so I need to learn about this place now. So when when someone comes to Christ, he can he can he can get sick. He can. So it is it is possible because he doesn't know at that time. You see. So when he knows that oh I can get healed, you see I have the the power to get healed. So now he falls sick. Is he falls sick and lays. His hands there and he gets healed. Okay. For sick, lay hands, get healed. For sick, lay hand, get healed. So now, as it studies God's word the more, see, the revelation expands. And then he notices that you don't even have to fall sick. It is possible not to fall sick. You see, it is possible not to fall sick at all. That's living in divine health. Living in divine health. Now, understanding eternal life. So, so now you know that when you when you came to Christ, you received eternal life. So now that life, the life of God, eternal life, which is the life, life and the nature, the life of God in you, the life of God in you. So with the consciousness of the life of God in you. It subdues any sickness. You see, with the, with the consciousness of the life of God 
like what we what we read in Proverbs shortly, it says it says, "Don't allow the word of God depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your hearts. See for their life to those that find them. And they are my pig. They are helps to all their flesh, medicine to your flesh. So so now that person found out that the word of God is medicine to my flesh." medicines in my flesh so, so now when this person okay when this person gets hold of the medicine and gets well gets hold of the medicine and get well and person found out that okay why am i getting sick again maybe because because i'm not eating i'm not taking more and more more and more medicine you see i'm not taking more and more i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm taking junks you see, after getting well, I go and take drugs. I, 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 I stray away from the word. You know, David said, I got afflicted and I went astray. But now have I kept the word? Have I kept the word? So he doesn't want affliction again. So he kept the word. And now, when this person takes the word of God all the time, so sickness comes and find it doesn't find anywhere it doesn't find any open space you see no open space because this person is now full of god full of the word of god you see full of the the, the medicine and then he starts living in divine health that's the that's the um that's the way to live in divine health don't wait till trouble comes you see you stay guided you stay you stay guided so now you start hearing, I cannot be sick. I've never been sick. You see, I, I, I don't fall sick. You start hearing things like, don't fall sick. And it's true. I remember the first time I heard the man of God said, for the past 20 years now, I've not fallen sick. I looked at the person um, that was sitting close to me. I said, why is this man lying? Is it possible for someone not to be sick? You know? But later on, when I, I started working with God, I found it in the scripture it was possible. I said, wow, this was possible. And then, and then, the person finds out that I have not been sick again. And then there's one, there's one that is, that is, that is bigger than that. And you know what? It's, it is called immortality. Meaning, you don't get old, you don't age, it is immortality, you don't die, you don't die, you see, um, the scripture I want to show you, I feel like doesn't get sick, you don't get sick, then, if you don't get sick, how do you die then? Say people get old and their body, you know, and their body strings, you see, and then they get weak. But now it's not possible for a Christian who truly knows what it means to be a Christian to get old and die. Yes, because this is in the Bible, it's in the Bible. I'm going to read two scriptures now. I'm going to read two scriptures now for us to um, 
to understand this. First of all, the scripture um, the scripture I'm going to read now is in is in the book of First Corinthians. The book of um, Romans. Let's go to Romans. Let's look at Romans. Book of Romans 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 10. Oh, this is so big. I want you to, I want you to, you know, to, to read this scripture. Now, it says... Now, I'll read from verse 8, okay? It says, So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Say, I am in the spirit. I am in the spirit. I am not in the flesh. I am in the spirit. Oh, glory to God. I am in the spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you, if it is true, he said, if it is true that the Spirit of God lives inside of you, now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Okay, good. Now, verse, verse, nine, verse 10. Said, and if Christ be in you, the body, oh, my caravaya, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So it's like, it says the spirit gives it life. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit gives it life because of righteousness. Okay, that's one. That's one. That's one. Verse, verse 11. Say, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that's he that raised up Jesus, he that raised up Christ from the dead, shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Shall also quicken, quicken your mortal bodies. He called your body mortal. Look, because mortality means subject to death. You understand? Mortality means subject to death. He said, it shall quicken, it shall quicken. What does that mean? What does that mean? It shall make a life. It shall make a life. It shall vitalize your mortal body. That means your, your body, which is mortal, once the spirit quickens it, it stops being mortal. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Now, so it says, it says, the spirit of God, if it lives in you, we all here, we have the spirit of God. You're born again. You've received the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God, that same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, if it is true that that same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives inside of you, he said that same Spirit shall quit your mortal body. Today the Spirit of God came into you. Oh, my Korah. You see? He shall quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. He called it mortal bodies. When it quickens your mortal body, is it, is it still going to be mortal? No. You're not going to be immortal. 
That is immortality. Immortality. For those of you that don't know what immortality is, it means one who cannot die, one who cannot rust, one who cannot, who cannot, who cannot be sick, one who cannot get old. You see, if you if you watch the vampire movies, if you if you watch any of those vampire movies, you see someone who is 500 years old and is looking like still the same, um, like 25, looking like 30. You see. For example, if he if he becomes a vampire, if he becomes a vampire at 25, that the way he looks at 25 is the same way it's going to be for 500 years, 600, 1,000 years. It's the same thing with Christianity. The moment you came to Christ, oh glory to God! The moment you came to Christ, if you came to Christ at 30, if you came to Christ at 30. That the way you wear at 30 years, okay, is the same way you're supposed to be. This is Christianity. This is this is Christianity, but there's a condition. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it happens. It happens, it happens by the glory of God. It happens through the word of God. See, it happens through the word of God. You have to eat, just like someone who wants to stay healthy. He, he, he makes sure that his food, he has the kind of food he eats. You see, you have to eat the word of God all the time. So you live by the word of God. You see, you live. This cannot happen without the word of God. It cannot, it cannot work without the word of God. So the moment you understand that, okay, now, I've got the spirit of God. I've got the life of God in me. I've got eternal life working in me. You see, I've got the spirit of God at work in me. Now, my daily food now has to be the word of God. So as I take in the word of God, I, I get full with it. And then it pours out to my flesh. And then I'm, I'm speaking words. And then I say, I'm healthy and strong. I'm, 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 I'm strong and don't age. You see, I'm adding more years to my life, but I don't age. I look younger and younger, but I look fresh. You see, and these things, you start seeing it at work in you. It is real. Come on. It is so real. It is so real. Glory to God. It is so real. Oh, now I wanna read I wanna read this um scripture just to oh just to just to make us understand more of what I'm talking about. Glory to God. This is the future of Christianity. Look, look, tell you something. This is this is what Christianity is all about. This is what Christian Christianity is all about. And it's when I when I mean the future of Christianity, I'm not saying it's something that will start happening later. Now, but what I'm saying is that later on it will be normal. People will understand and, and say, oh, okay, it's normal. Yeah, I understand. It's normal. You're not supposed to get old as a Christian, okay? Now, let me let me um I just hope you're following me. Praise God. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. Now let's let's look at um Second Timothy one verse ten. Second Timothy one verse ten. Now, I want to I want to read from verse nine. It says, "God has saved us." Uh-huh. Oh, thank you, Father, for saving me. It said God had saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who had abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Glory to God! Wow, I can feel the see. I can feel I can feel the strong presence of God right now all over my body by just by just reading the scripture. It's so powerful. He said, "God has brought life, Jesus." Through his death, you see, he brought. We see when when Jesus died. Listen to me. Listen to me. When Jesus died, resurrected, he brought life and immortality. It's not only life he brought. Look, a, a lot of people say, uh, you know, he has given us life. You don't really understand. Read, read the scripture. It tells us that Jesus brought life, but not just life, and immortality, you see, but he brought it to light through the gospel. So without the gospel, you will not enjoy immortality. That means the word of God needs to be daily, you know, impacted into your spirit every day for you to be fully, for you to be to live immortal life. Okay. It is not work, even if you're a Christian, if you don't, if you don't take the word of God into you like this, it's not gonna work. So it says. This thing happens. It happens. But it is brought to light through the gospel, through the word of God, through God's word, through God's word, glory to God. As I'm studying God, I'm meditating on it. Glory up, I shake it. You see, the immortal life is welling up inside me. It's working inside me. Every day, as I'm studying the word of God, I'm meditating on it. You see, the glory of the Lord is, is, is strong in my life every day. The glory of God is increased in my life every day. So it, 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 the, the immortal life is, is you know, it's, it's working every day. It now becomes impossible to age. You don't have wrinkles. You look young. You look fresh every day because of the glory of God. And this happens through the through the word of God, through the gospel, through the gospel. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can we just speak in other tongues right now? 